Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Good day to you, good people. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Doing Well, Doing Swell. I'm your host, Mallory Lovings, and today it is all about them. Them being my guests, Cedric and Tyrus, who are amazing human beings who use the pronouns they, them, and their. The purpose of this episode is to help give understanding about what it means to be gender fluid and how that feels for others. We may not all understand each other's choices and decisions and opinions and sexualities and races or whatever it may be, but we can take the time to listen to try to understand how those people feel. Because it's one thing to know that, oh, they identify as this, or oh, so-and-so does that, but it's another to dive a little bit deeper and see why they feel that way or why they think that way or why they act a certain way. So that's what I'm here for. That's what doing well, doing swell is all about. That's why I be talking. You can listen while you walk it. Take a notebook, take a pen to make sure you comprehend. Hey, <laughs> bars. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we should get into this. I hope this episode encourages you to have these conversations with your peers, encourages you to ask questions, to do the research, and to overall just have an open mind to better understanding people on a deeper level. And if it doesn't encourage you to maybe take action, I think just listening to what Cedric and Tyrus have to say and actually taking in what they're saying, you know, actually listening, tuning in, let's tune in the dial a little bit, <laughs> pay attention to what they have to say, can give you a lot of insight, a lot of clarity, and I think overall you can have a better understanding and just listening is supporting. Doing the work to help yourself understand is supporting. All right. All right, all right, all right. Are we ready to get in it? Our first batter of the day. Stepping up to the plate. <laughs> Cedric, yeah. Crowd goes wild. Cedric, Cedric, Cedric. Well, I'm super excited to have you on here and have this conversation. I've been having a lot of discussions recently with friends ab about this topic and I was like why don't I just do an episode about it so thank you yeah. for being here yeah no problem my goal with this episode is to kind of help people get an understanding of how to appropriately bring up conversations about sexuality and about at appropriately asking people their pronouns um mm -hmm. but before we dive into that I do want to know a little bit of your background like when did you first have a realization about your sexuality and what you wanted to identify as yeah so um I actually was pretty solid in my sexuality from like a really young age like 11 or 12 um my kind of journey with gender came a little bit later I remember when I was a kid like thinking like oh I don't feel like a girl but like I didn't have any words for it you know yeah <laughs> and so um it, it was like late high school, probably junior, senior year that I started really like figuring stuff out. Um, and then when I got to college, I um, the first time that I was with a group of people and they asked me my pronouns, I was just like, you know what? They them. <laughs> like I was just like, OK, right here, right now, I'm just going to do it. 
So I have two questions to piggyback off of that. When you say, yeah. you know, you were kind of figuring it out, what what do you mean by figuring it out? Yeah, so a lot of it, for me at least, was because, um, I, I mean, growing up in, like, rural Illinois, there weren't a lot of people to talk to about yeah. that. <laughs> um, the internet was definitely a huge, a huge factor. Um, doing a lot of research, a lot of it really was just finding out the terminology. And because it's hard, it's hard to find out what it all means if you don't even have the words to describe it. Right? Exactly. And I was going to ask you, you know, did you feel like you, well, you kind of said that earlier, I was going to ask if you knew or understand that you were a they before that explanation of that pronoun came about or when you heard of they them being a pronoun was that your aha moment yeah I think I think I first heard the term gender fluid Mm. and I was like oh that's something (laughs) um and then um and diving more into that I found out about um using they them pronouns and it just felt so right I haven't ran into too many obstacles myself where I've needed to um, confirm somebody's pronoun, but mm-hmm. I would like to know for myself. And then also a lot of other people have asked me, you know, what I do in those situations. And I'm like, I don't really run into those situations, but is there an appropriate way of asking somebody their pronouns? Cause what I typically do is usually it's like, you know, the first part of a conversation when I meet somebody, but that's kind of the culture out here in California. Mm-hmm. Um, back at home in the Midwest, you know, I found these conversations were coming up more from people there who don't have these situations or maybe aren't around people to get experience or talk to them. So do you think there is an appropriate way of asking somebody if you're unsure what their pronoun is? I honestly, my, I just ask, (laughs) just say, what are your pronouns? That I think is the best way. Um, not a lot of people are used to it. I mean, I, I know that in a lot of areas it has become the norm. I don't encounter it a lot. I would like to. Um, but I just think asking, just saying, oh, and like, so you like you meet someone and you just so, say, oh, and what are your pronouns? I think that is like the perfect way. Yes, I, yeah. I agree as well. And also because if you ask, then there's not room for you know, accidentally saying the wrong thing. Yeah. And then you can just know. Like, have you had any unique experiences of that conversation coming up of people being unsure and then you having an open conversation about it with them? Yeah, um, I actually, so when I was in college, I was the president of our um, college's LGBT organization. Ooh. And that yeah, <laughs> that really made uh, made me almost like a, like I was I was very um, in the public all the time in my my gender and sexuality and um, it almost made me like a beacon for um, like uh, people who were questioning coming to me and and talking about what they're going through and asking me like my about my journey and stuff and um, so yeah I. I can specifically think of uh, one time someone came to me and said that they were considering 
neo pronouns which are um like not the typical he she they it's like um i know there's ones that's like z where it's like z e um or like x x e stuff like that and um those are a whole different territory of their own but i think it's important to have those conversations and to just be someone who is opening open to talking about those things yeah i haven't heard of those pronouns before are what do you consider those um they they call them neo pronouns um and i haven't really um dived into them a whole lot because it really is like there is a plethora of those out there and it it really depends on the person Mm. i guess yeah so yeah okay um another thing that i was curious of your opinion on is when it comes to having all of these multiple different pronouns or multiple different gender identities um and you could say the same about race um do you think that when we are making specific identifications for certain things that is making society more exclusive or do you think it's making people feel more special and seen by being like yes I I have something to identify with or is it making more separations between us I I think right now when it comes to gender especially we are in this stage where everything um everything needs to be explained and put into boxes for society to kind of digest it. Um, and I, I think that we are going to, I think that can be a little bit um, exclusive in a sense, or just, um, I, I don't know. I, um, I don't, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say, but um, I th- I think we're gonna get to a point where it's just it like the the verbiage the terminology that stuff doesn't like matter it's just it becomes the norm and people are just like living their lives does that make sense at all <laughs> no it does <laughs> I understood where you were going with that and it makes sense well I just I I think of um like sexuality and how we're starting to get out of the um, and I still think it's important to have those, those groups and like gay and lesbian are, are important terms to use, but I think we're also getting into, a an understanding of the fact that, um, sexuality is fluid and gender is the same way. Yeah. I think that is more so where I'm coming from is kind of like, you know, let people love who they love, let people Mm -hmm. do what they want to do. We are all human, regardless of whatever sexuality, gender, race we are. So, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I feel like, why do we keep boxing people into groups? But at the same time, like you were saying, I understand that, you know, for society as a whole to understand, but also for individuals who maybe feel like they don't have anything to identify to understand it gives that sort of comfort to them as well to identify it but Mm -hmm. you know sometimes I'm just like mad at the world like guys (laughs) we're all human at the end of the day (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you could put being gender fluid into one word what would it be 
Um, I don't know. That's hard because it's just me. I don't know. I guess that's fine. Me is an answer. I guess me. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. (laughs) And then if there was one lesson you could teach everyone, whether that be about this topic or anything, what would you want them to know? What would you want to teach? Um, I would say just get to know people. Everyone has been through different things and different experiences. And I think it's important to, to just get to know everyone for who they are individually. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, well, thank you. Have a good day today. Thank you for having me on. That was fun. Of of course. Oh, (laughs) oh, plug yourself. Where can we follow you? Where can we get in touch with Cedric? Oh, uh, okay. So I am on Twitter and Instagram as said Grayson. It's G-R-E-Y-C-E-N. And that's that's it for right now. Follow Cedric. Hit them up. Hype them up. Very thankful Cedric came on. I had no idea that neo pronouns were a thing and that's now something that I need to look into because now I'm like I don't I probably don't even know what all of the sexuality identifications are. I am usually just like, you know, love is love, it's whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't know anything about them if somebody were to ask me. And I think if I knew a little bit more about that, I'd be able to help society with the digestion thing they got going on. <laughs> I really like when they said that. (laughs) I was like, yep, society really has some gut issues they need to figure out. They be taking their time digesting stuff, you know? Thank you for coming on, Cedric. It was a pleasure. It is now my honor to introduce to you the Taurus Winter. So how are you? How have you been? I've been well, you know, just hanging in there. How have you been? Pretty good. This weekend was very nice, but of course, today feels like the most Mondayest Monday of all time. <laughs> I've been on a, Monday's really be coming at you like. Oh my goodness, coming from my throat. I know. I'm like Mm-mm, abuse. <laughs> Monday abuse. <laughs> so basically, I just wanted to you know open up a conversation and kind of help people understand, but also become comfortable with asking questions to gain a better understanding about the pronouns they, them, and their. And I Mm -hmm. noticed that you go as they and he. Mm -hmm. Can you please tell us a little bit about how you came to understanding your sexuality and kind of what that process was for you and how you came to, you know, finding out your identity and what best felt natural for you? Well, I grew up, like, very secluded, like, in all aspects. Like, although I, like, grew up in, like, a big household, it was very much so, like, I had to keep to myself a lot in order to just, like, navigate that environment safely of where I grew up because my family was very, like, like just the, just the typical queer trauma that you see portrayed in the media a lot. Like, they were just very abusive, very, like, verbally just against anything queer. So mm-hmm. I began to find out that I was, you know, the outsider, the little, the little tyrant in their eyes. <laughs> but I, I decided that I wanted to express myself in other 
like avenues. So I went to art as so many queer youth go to art as a form of outlet. And I was able to really find myself and find out that I am a work of art and my own being. And I want to be able to express myself. Thank you. (laughs) I want to be able to express (laughs) myself without limits, to be honest, without the limits of binaries and boundaries that were like put on me growing up. So I just fully embody that now, you know, that's my little story. (laughs) (laughs) We love that. So how was it, you know, growing up where you feel like, you know, the people that are, you know, closest to you and supposed to be your biggest supporters and, you know, your, your family, essentially, how did you cope with that? I would say it was definitely really hard because I was always so envious of the white kids I saw on TV with their families all together and so loving and supportive and just my friends being like, oh, I'm going to go talk to my mom about this. Or I'm just like, I can't do that. I can't have that type of comfort in any aspect because every conversation would lead back to my identity or my sexuality or something. And then I would get really uncomfortable and be like, oh, let's not so like I just came to ask it. I have pasta. Like, why are you roasting me? So I. So besides art, I honestly I would say that I just developed like a sense of humor. But I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna take anything that is happening seriously, which kind of helped and hindered me at points. But I would say it definitely did help navigate that aspect because I was able to be like, look through the eyes of humor in an aspect and just be like, you know what, like all this is temporary. And I can joke about things like with my friends or to myself about how I'm going to run away and leave this place and get far away and just all that jazz. And I was able to really just find comfort in my joy and my alone time and be my own source of comfort that I wasn't allotted from my family members. Yeah, you sound extremely uh, confident and strong in your mindset, which is, you. you know, not everybody goes through all of these trials and tribulations and comes out strong and can remain strong in their mindset. And you sound like you've done that, which is amazing. Good for you. And I love that you're just embracing yourself fully, as you should. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So when it comes to um identifying yourself as they and or he have you come across any instances where it has been awkward um you know when somebody is maybe unsure of what to identify you as or um do you find that you relatively don't run into that um or is that something that you run into often I find well I run into it quite often to be honest or people will like mix up my pronouns either like I find that in a lot of queer spaces people will immediately just be like they and I'm like "Mm, comfort however I do use like he and they pronouns and I feel like it is a privilege to be able to navigate the world with a set of both whilst and not feel dysphoria about it however there are so many queer and trans youth that don't have that like ability So I feel very privileged in the aspect that I'm able to do that, but I do feel more comfortable being like more fluid with how I identify. And I would say in a lot of aspects, when people see me, they immediately will be either they or they will go to she, which I'm fine with. But 
I noticed a lot of like straight people will be like she and I'll be like um like I was on a set where I kind of like kept subtly correcting people and it was like they just went back to calling me she and I was like oh okay anyway <laughs> I was like mm. <laughs> and it does get awkward because it's like I'm like hey this is like the fourth time <laughs> it's like your name it's like if somebody keeps you know incorrectly saying it like I you should keep speaking up until they get it correct yeah and it also is a privilege to honestly like speak up about it and I do feel like privileged to be able to do that and but it's important because our names and our identities hold so much power so to not get that right is honestly disrespectful and like I don't get how people like don't see that and I and some people are just like oh with the confusion of getting pronouns and stuff and I'm just like well I mean like put yourself in those shoes if, if someone always got something about you incorrect like you would want to be like no like as Nikki says I'm like I'm 5'3 like I'm not 5'2 <laughs> I just put that in the song <laughs> like <laughs> like that yes <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I I agree I it's not that hard you know when somebody tells you what they want to identify as it's not that hard to get it right and you know if there is confusion I think we're at a time where it's open enough to have those conversations. And if you don't know, or maybe you even are a little bit uncomfortable, I still think, you know, it's right to open up and speak up and ask questions because you're never going to fully understand unless you have the conversation. Yeah. And I think it's also, I, I feel like it's even more so important that when people who are confused to be like, come fully honest and not get like offended if someone like corrects you like because I experienced that so many times where I'll be like oh no like these are my pronouns and then it's like Ugh. and I'm like um <laughs> I'm like mama this is not your life like calm it down <laughs> like come correct and I feel like people should more approach things with a sense of just like I'm here to learn which can never hurt especially if you approach a conversation like hey like I really don't know or like like I come from like a background of this, like I, I would love to like know your pronouns, like apologies if like this like offends you in any way, but I just want to know your pronouns if that's okay, so I can better navigate this conversation, like I, especially phrases yes. like that, and I, and it's also, I want to like keep in mind or mention that it's also important to approach things and be like, oh, I want to know, but also don't approach things with like this blissful ignorance all the time. Because I notice people will do that. Like, I can explain, like, the house down. And then it's still, like, um, I'm just going to use this because it's easier. And it's, like, no, it's it's not easier for me because this is, like, I feel like it's also important to, like, mention the people that, like, everyone operates in their own world. So when you try to cross over into someone's world, be mindful of their boundaries and who they are as a person. Like, don't expect the moon to change for you just because you got closer, you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think approaching anything with the intentions of learning more. And I, you know, I think, like you said, the, yes, ignorance is bliss, but there's (laughs) also, let's be realistic, you know, we're all not as ignorant as we like to seem when it comes to things that sometimes make us uncomfortable. And when you act as though you're ignorant to it, it's not helping anybody in the situation. It's not helping you. It's not helping those you're trying to learn from. It's not helping society as a whole get better with understanding. And, you know, we also 
don't need to understand every little thing, but we can try to, and at least have a, an idea, you know, to grasp. Yeah. I think it's like really important for people, like, as well as asking questions, but to like do the work themselves. Cause I'm like, babes, Google fully exists. Like there's, there's so many avenues and aspects and poets and teachers who have put lessons out there for people to learn that just need to be discovered. And I feel like it's really important to be like, you know what, like, I don't know much about this, but I'm willing to learn and do that work like in your own spare time and not just expecting some random person at a party to like educate you on their entire life, you know? Yes. Um, one thing I was curious about is like, when did you hear about, you know, using the them, they pronouns and when you did hear about those, did it make it easier to comprehend, you know, being gender fluid? Because I think, you know, as kids growing up, we were like, oh, it's only f- women and males, and then it's yeah. only gays, straight and bi. You know, the gender fluid yeah. wasn't until we got older, I feel like, in my generation. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. what the process of that coming to life in your life was like. I knew that I expressed myself differently when I was always like, I just didn't feel comfortable in like typical guys clothes. Like I was like t-shirt jeans, really? And I remember being like, like going shopping for clothes with my mother when I was like four or five or something. And I just remember being like, the girl section is so colorful. Like, why am I defined to this? And I was just like, so just distraught by having to wear a polo shirt and I was like this is not the life for me I was like we're gonna grow up and get out of these but I I would definitely say is when I started to express myself more gender fluidly is when I started to control the way I dressed and how I expressed myself and started to realize that I'm not confined to a certain sense of wear of expression and I was happy that clothing was my sort of realization for that and the aspect of, you know what, I want to be who I am fully. And that is someone who expresses themselves in any way, like rather I go by he or they or however, like, I just feel like I want to present that day is how I came into it. And at a young age, I was like, you know what, this is not it. I don't feel comfortable in Honestly, the men's bathroom, I can't stand it. Like, I look for, like, a gender-neutral bathroom or I just shimmy into the girls' room because I'm like, I can't with these men's bathrooms. Like, I really can't. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, those men's bathrooms are a completely different world. <laughs> I'm like, no. I, I love the fact that now everybody's kind of like, you know, I am who I I am who I am. I am who I want to be and I will express who I am with however way I want to in whatever I want to wear, whatever things I want to do, whichever bathroom I want to go in. And I think it's crazy cuz gender neutral bathrooms didn't start becoming a thing until I was in college and now they're everywhere and I'm like mm-hmm. it's like I can't believe I spent my entire childhood without gender neutral bathrooms. Yeah, it's like really wild. I'm like, mm mm. And I honestly don't see the point in the separation. It just honestly makes no sense to me. And I can't wait till we get to a point where 
everybody is just like applies no pressure to be this or that and just lets people exist because I feel like that's the point we're fighting for is just for existence in any aspect that we come in because everyone is meant to be different from the other like no one's meant to be like a set structure of the blueprint of humans so I feel like yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't wait for the point where everybody is just allowed to just exist yes I you know I say over and over again you know at the end of the day we're all humans no matter your race no matter your gender no matter whatever color your skin or hair or whatever it is we are all at the end of the day the same species and we're all human so why are we not treating each other as so yeah and I think you know one of the when I talk about gender neutral bathrooms to friends I get you know a lot of different responses and a lot of women in particular they're like no we want a women's specific bathroom but that's because of the men who are creeps and do inappropriate yeah. things and I'm like, I understand that, but I I do think everywhere should have an option for a gender, a gender neutral bathroom. Also, because yeah. there's just not enough bathrooms sometimes, and we're not trying to sit in line all the time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, give us <laughs> options. So, if you could put being gender fluid into one word, what would that be? Expressive. Mm, that's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> And then if there was one lesson that you could teach everyone, what would it be? Whether that's about being gender fluid or whatever. Honesty, because I feel like when people begin to learn to be more honest with themselves, they're open to more things in life. Yes. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know what you want and you know how you feel. And mm-hmm. you know what you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and talk to me. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was great. Plug yourself. Let us know where we can follow you so everybody can come get a little taste of Tyrus Winter in their life. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Um, so my name is Taurus Winter. You, I should do this accent <laughs> for the ending. Okay. <laughs> you can find me on at Winter Issues on all platforms, specifically on Instagram is where I'm kind of active, kind of not. And, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness amazing everybody needs to go follow you because obviously you bring the life to the table but thank you again i appreciate this this was great oh my god thank you i need to give a huge thank you to cedric and tyrus for coming on here and sharing their wisdom and all of their experiences and knowledge with us also thank you for allowing me a safe space to have this conversation to open their minds to dig deeper and know that listening to understand and not to respond is the best route to go for everybody involved, for all parties, for all party people. (laughs) Be sure to follow them both on Instagram. Cedric is said Grayson. I'll put it in the description bar below. I will also do the same for Tyrus, who is Winter Issues on Instagram. You can also follow me on Instagram if you want at Miss Mallory Lovings. You can also hit me up via email at insidemallorysbrain at gmail.com if you have any feedback, comments, or concerns. Or if you just want to write a nice review, let me know. I can put it on my blog, you feel me? Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to hit the subscribe button if you aren't already because then you can get weekly notifications that Doing Well, Doing Swell has dropped an episode. And I'm not going to lie, that's the best notification that will come to your phone. It'll make you smile. 
It'll make you say cheese. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here. Remember to be well and stay swell. I'm your host, Mallory Lovings. Peace. <laughs>